in my fantasy life, I have a voice that I could sing with that and, and add the words to it. But uh, thank you all for, for that song. To God be the glory uh, for the things that he has done. Uh, that's that's what we're here to talk about today, that this is our last worship of 2021, this, uh, this last time to get together. And uh, uh, our theme this morning is make sure you write your thank you notes. I, I, I don't know if you uh, I don't know if you grew up with parents that tried to uh, encourage you to do that. Uh, there are rules around that. Mindy, what's the appropriate time to respond? Mindy's our rules and etiquette expert. Two days? Oh my gosh, okay. I thought it was two weeks or something, but... So thank you notes, right? There is an expectation in polite society that when we, uh, when we, uh, receive something that we, uh, that we, uh, enjoy or admire or are thankful for, that there is a, a way to reach out to let the giver know, uh, that, that you appreciate what they did. Uh, the, in a loving relationship, the person giving it to you gives it to you without expectation and without strings attached. But there is just something in that exchange of gift and recognition that does good for the heart of both people. And as we just heard in song, God has done many, many things for us. And as we have celebrated over the last month uh, with Advent and Christmas, and the highlight of that is the giving of himself through his son, Jesus Christ, that he was willing uh, to not hold anything back in order to win a relationship with us, that he was he, he was able to overlook all of the uh disobedience and all of the disinterest that we've shown to him throughout the centuries that he has taken our evil and and selfish hearts and was able to look past those that he didn't ask us to pay or earn our relationship with us but he gave freely for god so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And he doesn't do that because he is a glory hound. Sometimes I think we we send the wrong message about giving God glory and that it warms God's heart when we thank him and stuff. He is not an egomaniac. God does not have a deficiency in his character. There is no need that he has. He is completely self-sufficient. He, every part of his psyche is in place and in order. There is no weakness or, or um, brokenness within him that seeks self-approval. But for a divine being, the only gift that we have to give that is of any value is our praise and our thanksgiving. Our praise and our thanksgiving. The psalmist talk about it in different ways. It's, it's a broken and contrite heart, that recognition that without you, God, I am nothing. It, it, it also talks about our, our praise and our worship of lifting up his name, of making him famous. All of those are not done for God. They are done for us in our recognition of all that he's done for us and our saying thank you for all that he's done for us. It connects our heart with the remembrance that we were yet sinners when he died for us. 
that we didn't deserve it, that we didn't earn it, that he had every right to turn away from us, but instead, instead, he gave everything to us. We're going to be in Psalm 148. Psalm 148. If you're looking at the hymnal Bibles, there'll be a different version, but there's, you'll be able to follow. I'm reading out of the New Living. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise Him from the skies. Praise Him, all His angels. Praise Him, all the armies of heaven. Praise Him, sun and moon. Praise Him, all you twinkling stars. Praise Him, skies above. Praise Him, vapors high above the clouds. Let every created thing praise the Lord, for He issued His command and they came into being. He set them in place forever and ever. His decree will never be revoked. Praise the Lord from the earth, you creatures of the ocean depth, fire and hail, snow and clouds, wind and weather that obey Him, mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all livestock, small scurrying animals and birds, kings of the earth and all the people, rulers and judges of the earth, young men and young women, old men and children. Let them all praise the name of the Lord, for His name is very great. His glory towers over the earth and heaven. He has made His people strong, honoring His faithful ones, the people of Israel who are close to Him. Praise the Lord. And this is the word of the Lord for us this morning. Thanks be to God. You get the message from the repetition, right? What did you hear over and over? Praise Praise the Lord, right? Praise the Lord. Praise is a recognition of admiration and appreciation, right? When, uh, when you give praise to someone, if you have a kid and you tell them, good job, what you're doing is saying, I like what you did. I like the way you did that. Uh, when, when I was a teacher, we used to give being good awards, right? Um, instead of what the way I grew up is stop it, stop it. No, no, David, 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 no, David, stop it, David, no. Instead of that, which I still think is an effective parenting mechanism, but <laughs> instead of that, you find the good to reward. I like the way you said thank you. I like the way you didn't stab your brother with a knife. I, I, like, I like the way that you heard my question and did what I asked you to, right? Praise is a powerful way of communicating. And, and, and for one another, on a horizontal basis, that's a co-equal relationship where we are honoring one another. But when we turn that praise vertically, the 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 object of our praise has a much higher standard. When I'm praising other human beings, I'm doing that with the recognition that they have faults and failures, but we're looking beyond that and we're looking for the good within the person. But as I turn my praise vertically to God, the, the Most High, the Almighty God, I am doing so to a being that has no deficit that has never made a mistake, that is the definition of good and perfect. And so when I praise Him, 
It's, it's my way of elevating my thoughts to his thoughts. If you remember a couple of weeks ago, if you were able to be with us, we talked about Philippians chapter four. Think on these things, whatsoever good and admirable, perfect and, and, uh, da, 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 go look it up. But, um, <laughs> think on these things. This is how you do that. Praise is thinking on the good things of God. And and what the scriptures say, we see this magnified a couple of times. Here he says everything's going to give praise to God: the sun, the moon, the stars, the winter, the the weather, the snow, the rain, uh, the rocks, the birds, the animals. Every every being is going to praise God because, as creator of the universe, at some point all the direction of the universe will point like a compass to to due north to the praise of God. Uh, Jesus mentioned that as he was riding into Jerusalem that week before Easter when he was uh, uh, on Palm Sunday and the Pharisees were angry that the people were shouting, Hosanna to the King, Hosanna to the King. And Jesus said, hey, if they don't cry out, the rocks will because I deserve to be praised. The praise that we give, the thankfulness we give, the honor, the glory. We use all these words and sometimes we don't think through what they mean. The majesty of God, that, that, that crowning kingly estate of God, that if we were in a presence of, of someone important, there would be a certain respect and awe that we would give to them, right? There would, there would be a, a, this, this acknowledgement that you have a greater accomplishment pattern than I do. And so there's a humbleness as I approach. Well, when we come to God, everyone is humbled because none of us are worthy to even face Him. And yet, the miracle of Christmas is that that almighty, majestic, awesome, powerful God turned his face towards us, knelt down to our level, put on our skin, put on our suffering, put on our pain, put on our experience, walked with us, and and experienced everything we know. We are praising a God who not only is all-powerful, but is so ever close. So ever close. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens, from the skies, the angels, the armies of heaven, sun, moon, twinkling stars, skies above, vapors above the cloud, every every created thing give praise to the Lord. Praise the Lord from earth, you creatures of the orphan death. Fire, hail, snow, clouds, wind, weather, mountains, hills, fruit trees, cedars, wild animals, livestock, small scurrying animals and birds. Kings, rulers, judges, young men, young women, old men, children. Everyone praise the Lord. It's, it's our way of giving thank you notes. We, we love the, the idea of bringing our needs to God, of bringing our needs to God, but we are not as quick in bringing our praise to God. And praise is different than just the singing of a song. We, in our culture, we have turned praise and worship into a worship style rather than a heart condition, right? Praise and worship is not whether you use a guitar or piano. Praise and worship is not whether you sit in seats or, or pews. 
or wear a suit or come in with shorts on. None of that is what uh, praise and worship is about. Praise and worship is an acknowledgement that me, sinful me, has an almighty God who knows my name, who knows everything about me, who sent his son to die for me, who sits on the right hand of God interceding for me, who wants a personal relationship with me, who knows the number of hairs on my head, who knows all my hopes and dreams, all my weaknesses and sorrows, and and loves me just the same and only wants the best for me. And his plans and his will for me have everything to do with my good and not my destruction. And he's willing to look past my faults and all of my mistakes and the stupid things I say in order that I can spend eternity with Him and His Father. That's what praise and worship is about. And then we desecrate that by coming in and saying, I don't like the way we sing. As if that's pleasing to God. Praise and worship is a condition of the heart. Yeah, I mean, the music, this, whether you're contemporary or... Thanks for pointing that out, Monica, that we, we're not aliens to one another. That group that meets down there, they're not freaks. Spencer leads them. He's a little weird, but, <laughs> but they're not freaks. And for all of you that go to that service, these people aren't the evil trolls that you heard that they are. Right? <laughs> they can be, but... Right? That, that's a worship style. That's like, do you go to Dairy Queen or Baskin Robbins? Do you eat Burger King or McDonald's? That's not, that's, those are taste preferences. But the praise and worship of God's people is a recognition of all that God has done for us and, and, a, and a lifting up of our heart and soul. And when we do that corporately to one, it connects us corporately with one another. That's what church is about. Church isn't about getting your little check that you were here so that when you get to heaven, God goes, hmm, run a little low on attendance. That's not what He does. It's because when we gather to praise and worship, to lift and glorify, to give majesty, honor, and praise to the one and only one that deserves it, there is something that happens not only in our the incense that rises when you when they used to bring sacrifices to the temple, you would bring the bull or the lamb and they would slaughter it and they had a fire going in the temple court and they would lay the bull on the altar and the and the and the smell of the roasting beef and the and and the flesh would rise up as an offering to God and it was ple- that incense that aroma of the sacrifice would lift up to God as a sign of their prayers and their desires to honor him and recognize who he is we don't ask you to bring a bull to sacrifice anymore we did have barbecue the other night at at light on the hill But our sacrifice isn't something we bring, it's the condition of our heart. And there's something when we connect with one another in whatever style of music and worship and praise that that we do, whether it's formal, informal, liturgical, or comfortable, whatever, modern or, or old, whatever it is, that's not what he's worried about. It's, is it coming from your heart? 
And as we do that one with another, there is an incense that rises up that's pleasing to God. If you don't like different forms of worship, you're not going to enjoy heaven very much. Because what I, I think we miss out on Sunday morning worship, the diversity and beauty of God's creation. The, the, the singing and harmony of different traditions and cultures and, and races and, 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 and pasts and, and hopes and dreams all blended in, into one beautiful thing. If you think that there's only going to be a pipe organ in heaven, you're going to be mistaken. David played the harp after all. Come on. It, it's, it's the beauty of God's creation. Rocks. Trees, birds, animals, seas, rain, sleet, snow, hail, all of God's creation turning their attention and directed focus to God to give Him the glory He and He alone deserve. So looking back, last last Sunday of the of the year, looking back, what is it that you can give praise for? Right? I mean, there's a whole litany of things we can go through. Last year at this time, we weren't meeting at, on campus because of uh, the floor wasn't in and the COVID stuff was still going on. Right? Here we are. Getting to meet one with each other. Last year, a couple uh, into February, we had um, Snowmageddon. And you're thinking, well, I wish that snow would have given glory to God. Yeah, well, it did. It brought our community together in, a, in an interesting way, right? There's been uh, many of you have lost loved ones in the last year. Many of you have had job problems, financial problems. Many of you have found yourself in strained relationships with family and what used to be friends. Many of you have welcomed new members into your family. You've got new grandkids and new, uh, and, and, uh, new, new husbands and wives, new relatives. There's been celebrations and times of wonder. There's been tears and sorrow. But in all of that, in all of that, looking back now, hindsight is such a beautiful thing. Looking back, maybe in the midst of it, it was hard to connect the dots, but looking back, can you see the hand of God at work in your life? Those things that you were just so upset about four months ago, five months ago, six months ago, that you were just going bonkers and now you can't even remember the details of it, right? That's not coincidence. That's called the grace and hand of God. That, that's on a physical idea. What, what about spirit? How many of you were able to live a perfect life this last year? Thank you for not raising your hand. All right. How many of you got destroyed because of that? You didn't. Because of the grace of God. How many got blessing? You don't have to raise your hands, but how many of you got blessing you didn't deserve? Happiness you weren't looking for. 
serendipity that just fell upon you. Because that's what God does. And instead of always running to Him with our list of needs, oh God, please, oh God, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that, do this, do that. And when it's over, I will praise you. When you give me what I need, then I'll praise you. You, you, even if you're, I'm not trying to make you feel guilty if you prayed that before. David prays that over and over in the psalm. And then he'll catch himself at the end and say, but even if I don't receive it, I'll remember that you've always been with me. Cast all your cares upon Him. So there's nothing wrong with that. But are you as quick to run to Him with your thank you notes as you are with your request? You know, sometimes, sometimes we forget to follow up. I know there's a bunch of you in here that keep prayer journals and keep track of that. And that's one of the benefits of doing that is not only does it keep a track of what you've been talking to God about and seeking out in your life about, but it also gives you a chance to reflect on it throughout the year. I know some folks that do a different journal every year, and so then at the end of the year they can close it and then go back and reflect through it and highlight the things where God answered them. And it's a powerful way of strengthening your prayer life because you're reminded, I'm not just floating these things to God as a a measure of mental health practice. He actually is listening and responding. And sometimes I didn't even notice when He responded. We talked about it uh, Friday night. I'll continue to talk about it as as long as I'm here, circumstances and situations are not going to change. We're going to continue to live in a hard world. And if you read the Scriptures, the closer we get to the end, the harder things are going to become. That doesn't mean God has turned His back on us. What it does remind us of is how desperately we need God. How desperately we need God. And, and what, we'll, what you'll find is once you understand your need for God, whether it's good or bad, high or low, whatever, blessing or curse, when you're with God, you're always going to have something to give praise and thanks. I just want to take a, a moment. We, uh, if you if you want a spiritual practice, I haven't done the four reflection, three reflection questions through Advent, uh, but I'm going to give you a follow-up assignment if you're interested. Between now and the end of the year, between now and next Sunday, start a list of what what's my praise list? What's my praise list this year? What what are those things? What are those things? And, 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 and go a little deeper than just the surface level thing, right? We can all do that. Oh, I have a home and all that kind of stuff, right? But go deeper. What was it you thought, thought was a curse that's turned into a blessing? Or what was it you thought was horrible that turned into a teaching moment and you're better because of it? How has God worked in your life? Let's take a moment just to do it uh, right here. Uh, bow with me. And hopefully as, as we've been talking this morning, the Spirit is moving in your heart and mind. And there's, 
Uh, it may not have anything to do with what I've been talking about, but God's been saying something to you, and I just want you to lean into that for a moment. And remember that praise in a vertical fashion begins with the understanding of how how audacious it is that He even gives us this privilege to speak directly to Him. But just in your heart, some form of thank you. How can I say thanks for the things you have done for me? Things so undeserved, yet you gave your very life for me. The voices of a thousand angels could not express my gratitude. All that I am and ever hope to be, I owe it all to thee. To God be the glory. To God be the glory. To God be the glory for the things He has done. And we pray that in the precious name of Jesus Christ. Amen.